Just as the the city has ratified its first ever biennial budget, the city records its 76th homicide this year. A 20-year-old has passed away. This uh, budget has been ratified by the city council. It represents deep investments in a wide range of the city's restructuring. Mayor Jacob Fry joins us this morning on this Fry Friday. Uh, what will be the uh, impact to taxpayers with this two-year budget? Well, good morning, Freddie. Thanks again for having me on this Fry Friday. Uh, so the, the impact to taxpayers will depend on where you live in your home. The, the overall increase is about a 6.5% increase in this year's budget. and We're looking at about a 6.3% increase next year. But I think the big thing is, is the budget that has been set uh, for 23 and 24 uh, will definitely set a precedent for years to come. It's the first biennial budget we've ever had, which practically speaking means we can plan ahead. We can not just think about what's immediately in front of our nose, but we can plan for future investments. And that allows our staff and the community to know what to expect. Uh, what it also is, is the first budget we've ever had under this new government structure with a, a strong mayor or an executive mayor legislative council system. And I think the benefits of that will be felt not in the immediacy, but, you know, next year, the year after that, uh, they'll definitely be felt by constituents. Just based on what you said with the strong mayor for form of government, uh, um, just want to ask you, let's pull the curtain back just a little bit, because this is a whole new paradigm for the city of Minneapolis. Can you take us into uh, what seems to be the first ever budget meetings uh, at this level that the city has undertaken? Uh, how much, <laughs> I, w I don't want to say horse trading, but how much give and take <laughs> went on to develop this two-year budget? I apologize for that. There's always give and take on any of these budgets. It's always a compromise. There's always a balancing act. And, you know, I get it. The mayor proposes the budget. The council amends, amends the budget. Of course the council is going to make their moves. Um, I felt like the, the process this year was, was very productive. Uh, people worked with each other for the most part. They, they, they talked things out. And that's the way you want to get it done. Um, you know, we, you should expect your elected officials to treat both the public and each other with respect uh, so that they could make compromises. I mean, compromise is not a four-letter word. That's, that's how you get things done as people in business, in government, in anything, on the street, you know, you name it. And, and so th that's what I feel like happened this year. And I think one of the big differences as far as the strong mayor system goes this year, the executive mayor, legislative council, is that I could bring all the department heads into my office uh, and on a day-to-day -day basis we could give direction and that allows for all these departments to work together. Mm -hmm. It allows, you know, police to work with violence prevention. It allows our health department to work with community planning and economic development. There are so many things I mean, I'll just give you one practical example. Let's say, you know, you, you know that, that, that crime is, is up on a certain intersection on Broadway. And not only have you seen increased shootings, but you also have a lack of visibility because the weeds are really high. All right, well, you can have uh, regulatory services. Make sure that the weeds are cut so that there's better visibility. Have them working directly with police officers to make sure that perpetrators of a violent crime are held accountable. If you do both of those things at the same time, you're going to get a better result because you're working together. We're talking with Mayor Jacob Fry about his brand new budget, uh, biennial budget. 
almost $1.7 billion in each of the next two years, 23 and 24. And one marquee item is community safety transitions uh, to the Office of Violence Prevention. Uh, You're going to bring on 730 sworn officers. And I just saw where there is a unique approach to recruiting uh, because you didn't have the resource officers in the schools. Uh, That seemed to be a pipeline, and it seems as if with Public Safety Sundays, that could be coming back, Your Honor? Yeah, we could start to bring that back. Because here's the thing, we want officers to be from our city. We want officers to be from the north side. And by the way, if you want to make a big difference for the residents in your neighborhood, if you care deeply about them and you want to also be the change in this Minneapolis Police Department, you should consider applying. You know, sign up. We'll help you get the necessary prerequisites and the the classes. Uh, We'll help you out. We want you to join and you could make a gigantic difference. And yes, as part of this new government structure, we also set up an Office of Community Safety, Mm -hmm. which allows for that comprehensive approach that I mentioned. It allows for violence prevention to be working with police officers and fire uh, and emergency management and 911 all under one roof. And I'll tell you, Freddie, we're already seeing some positive results from it. Uh, You know, we've seen about a 67% drop in carjackings over these last 28 days from the same 28-day period the year before. Uh, We saw an 18% drop in shootings. Now, are we there yet? Of course not. We are not anywhere close to where we want to be. Better does not mean good, but we are trending in the right direction. We're talking with Mayor Jacob Fry. So in trending in that right direction, is there any talk of reestablishing the relationship with Minneapolis Public Schools? I know Rochelle Clark uh, Cox, I should say, is the interim school uh, superintendent, and the resource officers were not uh, taken away under her watch. But is there any talk of reestablishing that bond, thereby recreating that pipeline for younger people of color who will come into the ranks of Minneapolis police? If you're talking about school resource officers that we used to have, I'm very open to that. Uh, that, that was, I think, a, it, it was a decision by our, our, our public schools to not have those anymore. Uh, now, as far as getting that pipeline set up and ready to go, yes, we do have a new program uh, that we're kicking off uh, to make sure that some of these younger people younger kids and younger people that have an interest in potentially becoming a law enforcement officer have that pipeline to do so you know get them into the right classes we'll we'll help you we'll help pay for school uh we'll help get you across the finish line here so that you know you can help again make that necessary change in the department that we want to see clearly we can't talk about all the aspects of the uh of the new budget with housing, inclusive economic recovery, public safety, climate, public health, and city capacity, bringing on more employees that you lost during the pandemic. But let's talk about one uh, quickly one visible thing with uh, people who are homeless, uh, people living in encampments. What? How does the new budget address itself to these people who can't find stable homes? Well, you know, the, the best way to get people in homes is to put people in homes. The best people, the best way to get more affordable housing is to build more affordable housing. And so uh, we have another uh, significant investment in affordable housing. We've, we've broken all the records as far as our investments in deeply affordable, low-income housing. Uh, and we want to we keep making sure that, that, that we're putting more money in there because it makes a difference for people that need it. But it's not limited to affordable housing. We 
have investments in in outreach for people experiencing homelessness and making sure that we're investing in wraparound services uh, uh, so that you know people have mental health care. Uh, if they're fighting off an addiction, we can get them the support and treatment that they need. Uh, and, you know, we're also working in conjunction with Hennepin County uh, on making sure that we have both enough shelters as well as creating a new shelter model that really gives people the dignity that they need and deserve uh, to take the next step in life. Uh, and so, you know, th- with homeless encampments, there are no easy answers here. Uh, this is a very difficult issue that, as you know, uh, in large part is caused by the severe addiction to fentanyl and opioids that we've seen across our country. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we can make the necessary investments here in people, in people, uh, to make sure that they can take their next step, make the choices for themselves there. So many things, so many items to cover in uh, less than 10 minutes. But thank you for giving us an outline from from which we can start to have other conversations as the weeks unfold and we get into 2023. Do you have a final thought for our audience? We may not be able to talk to you before the holidays really set upon us. Do you have a word for the Twin Cities and even those listening around the country this morning? Love on one another. Uh, we've been through a whole lot over these last couple of years, and I can tell you things are, you know, we're, we're finally getting to a place where the city is really coming back. Are we there yet? No, we're not. Uh, but let's build on some of that positive momentum that we've got right now. Take care of one another. Celebrate this holiday. Get together with family and friends. It's been difficult to do that in years past. Let's really enjoy it. All right. Mayor Jacob Fry with us this morning. Thank you for stopping in on your day. Friday on KMOJ.